Praise God. Well, I don't have to release Flip 180. We're going to go ahead and let Rachel come up. Rachel, everybody welcome Rachel Platts to the floor. She has a cool shirt on. It says, a child needs you. We are celebrating Compassion Sunday today. And so Rachel's going to share some things about Compassion Sunday and how there is a compassion on Christ's heart uh, to declare today in, in there. And so would you guys just welcome her and bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. You want the podium down here up there? Um, it's fine up here. All right. Um, wow, worship was awesome, and I really feel like God orchestrated that um, for my message today, um, even down to the point of, um, you know, giving us pretty much a stranger prophetic word for me for today. And um, so I know that this is this is God. This isn't Rachel. This is God. So I have some comfort in that. So um, let's see. Are my slides up, Chad? Or yes? Okay. Amen. All right. So like Eric said, today is Compassion Sunday here at the church. Um, and this is something that if you um, support Compassion International, and I'll talk to you a little bit about more what they are, but um, if you support Compassion International, they reach out to the people that support um, this organization, and they ask them to go to their church um, and host a Compassion Sunday so that they can continue to grow uh, more and more people um, to help with this. But Compassion International is an organization that It exists um, as an advocate for children to release them from spiritual, economic, social, and physical poverty and to enable them to become responsible and fulfilled Christian adults. All of their programs are rooted in Christian faith. They are implemented in local church, and they are committed to honoring Jesus Christ in all they do. And so... um, I knew I wanted to do a Compassion Sunday this year, and I was praying about what should I really share with the church today. And this was a while back, and God reminded me of a vision that I had had. I had that vision here in church. It was a Sunday morning. Uh, We were worshiping. My eyes were closed, um, but I could see everyone worshiping around me. And um, everyone worshiping had this light coming off of them. So it kind of reminded me of a picture like this. Um, But the light seemed dim to me, and it seemed dimmer than it should be. And I kind of was thinking of it almost like if we had a light that was like on a dimmer switch, you could go all the way down, you could go all the way up. Um, It had been, it was kind of dimmed down. And so I just asked God, I just said, God, um, you know, why are our lights so dim, and how can we make them brighter? And he immediately responded to me, and he just said, it's your connection to me, um, which, well, you know, it's, okay, that makes sense, God, of course. Um, so I looked up the definition of connection, and the first one I felt was very straightforward. It's something that joins or connects two or more things. That makes sense. Um, and the second one, though, I felt like, is really more of what describes the connection I want to have with God. And that's a situation in which two or more things have the same cause, origin, and goal. 
So I was thinking about the different ways to connect with God for my own life, my own personal connection with him. And there's lots and lots of ways to connect with God. These are the big ones, you know, some of the big ones. Of course, read his word, worship and praise him, um, praying, meditating, um, creating. We have so many creative people in this church, but creating, you know, God created us. He loves to create. So people who can create, that's a way to connect with God. And then loving and supporting others. And that's what I really want to focus on today is that aspect of connecting with God. Um, I think for me, I um, always knew that we need to love others. God tells us to love. Um, But I don't know that I always knew how deep and important it was for me to love others, not only for them, but for my relationship with God and to be able to connect with him. Um, And so more recently I was praying again about today and what I was to share, and and he spoke to me, and he, he said this. He said, I'm calling you out, out of the darkness and into the light. And I know that was for me, but I also feel like it's like a proclamation for so many others in this church And for me to even be standing up here today is honestly a testimony of how wonderful God is and how he can transform anyone to be able to do anything. Um, When I was a child, I was very shy, and I'm a naturally introverted personality. Um, So coming up here and standing in front of all you is, is not my comfort zone. It's definitely jumping into that pool and getting out of my comfort zone. Um, so speaking in front of others when I was young was extremely hard. It was extremely scary. Um, fear would just overcome me with the idea of having to speak in front of others because what if I say something wrong? What if I'm embarrassed? And for the longest time, that fear held me back from some of the things that I think God was, um, you know, really calling me to do. Um, but over the years, because I, you know, I want a deeper connection with God, um, he has been transforming me. And it's really through a simple prayer that I've been praying for the last several years. Um, and it's simply this, God, I want what you want, and I am who you say I am. And try not to get too emotional, but it's very simple. But it means so much to me, and it's been so powerful in my life. And I, I'm, I mean, I say this daily. I am who you say I am, and I want what you want, God. And so he's been downloading desires in my heart um, for things, um, burdens in, in certain ways. And um, because of that, I'm, I'm up here today. And uh, one of the things that he has really called me to do Um, is to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute, and defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless, and to maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed. I'm going to share a video with you. My name is Kaylin Carolina Rodriguez. I'm nine years old. 
I live in this house with my mom and dad and my two sisters. My mom gets sick a lot. It makes me sad when I cry for her. I pray for her because I want her to feel better. We often don't have enough money for food and life is hard. I get sick a lot and I worry what will happen to my children if I got really ill. Kaylin tells me, Mama, keep going. I want her to have a different life, not to live like this. Kaylin's story is one we see again and again in this community. Poverty is extreme here, and it is the children who suffer most. And so, when we reach out to a child like Kaylin through our compassion program here at the church, it is really about changing a child's life, giving a child love, hope, and the things they need to learn and grow. I've asked my mom why I've been waiting a long time and still don't have a sponsor. If I had a sponsor, I had them and tell them I love them. The first time I saw Kaylin's picture, something about her just drew me in, realizing that here's a real child with a name and a family and that I can get involved in that and change that story for her. To a child in poverty, having a sponsor sends a message that it's truly life-changing. It says, you are known, your life matters, you are valued and loved. I think Kaylin's major challenge would be feeling like she's worth anything. One of the worst things about poverty is that it just it steals from kids the one thing that God wants to bless them with so much of, and that's hope. So the fact that she's lived till the age of 10 in a hopeless situation is just, it's not right. And so I'm so excited that her life is about to change. Kaylin has been coming to the church for over a year without a sponsor. I know she has been praying for one, and today it is my great joy to give her the good news. God has answered her prayers. I think Kaylin would be just overjoyed to be able to share that news finally with her family. I would imagine it would be a very joyful time. As Kaylin grows up through the Compassion Child Development Project, it'll change the way she sees everything. She will have confidence. She'll have, hopefully, a relationship with Jesus. I think she'll be crying some happy tears. There is no doubt that while none of us can change the entire world, we can each change the world for one child in need, and there are children who need us. There's a child who needs you. So I would encourage everyone to rush out to that sponsorship table and look at those kids and find the one that needs you, because one of them does. So God calls us as a church family to help those living in poverty. These are um, 
some statistics. Poverty is devastating the lives of precious children every single day. Today, 19,000 children will die from poverty-related causes. I mean, you think about the population of Newcastle. 19,000 children will die today because of poverty. 640 million children have no adequate shelter, and 67 million children between 5 to 11 won't attend school today. Poverty is vast, poverty is overwhelming, and poverty steals hope and it destroys futures. God calls each of us to respond. And whether it be through this organization or another, I want to be bold and say, you are called to this. Poverty is, is not acceptable, really. There is someone less fortunate than you that you can help. There are more than 2,000 verses in the Bible specifically related to poverty and injustice. The challenge is knowing what to do about it. But God's call is clear. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Each of us can respond by sponsoring a child. By sponsoring a child, you would invest $38 a month and you would change a child's life both now and for all eternity. Your sponsorship is very personal. Each child has just one sponsor. You get to know your child through letters and photos, and you help your child feel loved and valued. The child you support will be connected with a church-based compassion center. Each child learns about Jesus, and children receive help uh, with education, health, social sc skills, and more. You can give a child the skills, knowledge, and belief to escape from poverty forever. Compassion currently supports more than 1.5 million children in 26 of the world's poorest countries. They have more than 60 years of experience in working with children and are consistently rated as one of the top U.S. charities. Please consider becoming a Compassion sponsor today. And if you do, I have lots of children outside at the table that are waiting for a sponsor. I wanted to read this scripture. He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward him for what he has done. I also wanted to um, have um, a few people share um, who are also sponsors in Compassion, or maybe they've done it in the past, but just share why they got involved with Compassion and also just anything they feel like might be helpful for the church to hear today. Um, and also, if, if I didn't reach out to someone who is a Compassion sponsor and you have something on your heart today, please come forward and share that. I asked my parents to share and my aunt and a few others, but I'm not sure if I see them today. Anybody want to come up and share? Well, I'll try to share without crying, but uh, if that didn't touch you, that video, you know, God is all about goodness and God is all about kindness. And he has blessed so many of us. Um, 
probably around 12, 15 years ago, Gary actually sponsored a child through another um, agency. And um, it was amazing to see and to hear from that young man until he was an adult. And actually, we were reaching a time when we were finished sponsoring him that it was very difficult for us financially as well. But So we stepped back and didn't do anything for a while. But again, what a blessing it was to get letters from that young man and to know that we had helped him purchase a goat so their family could have milk. We don't think about that, you know. We just don't think about it. We we are so prone to, like, run to McDonald's to get a Coke whenever we want a Coke, you know. And so last year when Rachel shared, it was just really on my heart. And even though we were going through a really hard time um, with Gary physically, I stepped out at the table, and there were two. And I took a, a young man, and I took a, a young girl, Mirkar, and a deal. With the intention that Gary and I would both be able to write and communicate with them. And I have to honestly say that part on our end does not happen. But what a blessing to still be able to support. God has so provided for us this past year. You all know how he provided for us during Gary's illness. And um, it was just such a blessing even, you know, our grandkids are grown. Or, or almost have a 13-year-old, but all of our grandkids are almost grown. Kids are grown, you know. So at Christmas time, it was such a blessing to reach out. And when I called Compassion International and said, this is what I want to donate to help them at Christmas time, they were actually shocked, you know, that I was willing to do that and just kept saying over and over, what a blessing you're going to be for those two children. And it's so neat to get letters from them. Um, I've gotten letters even from their pastors, you know, saying this is what Maricar is doing. This is what a deal is doing. And this is what they're, the funding that you're sending. This is what is helping them buy a chicken or do whatever, you know, things that we don't think about that we take so for granted, but it has been, even though I'm just now figured out how to get online and communicate easier. <laughs> um, it, it's going to be fun. It's, it, I, I encourage you. It is such a blessing, such a blessing. And you know, one thing I wanted to share is that if you have small children, I wish we had done this years ago. Uh, If you have small children, what a blessing to get those small children engaged with supporting a child and getting them to write back and forth with them and communicating. And one of the things that I like about Compassion International is, is the spiritual aspect of it, but the fact that they actually encourage you to come visit your child. I haven't gotten to do that, but that would be so much, so what a blessing and so much fun to be able to visit your child. But I strongly encourage you, the, you with children to do that. It's one thing I wish I had done. Um, that is one thing we did when Rachel was little for a season because I felt called to do um, this first season with a child. And, you know, sometimes I think we tend to think long-term eternity, which we are impacting eternity, we know, but sometimes we look at our lifestyle and we look at $38 a month and we go, gosh, that's another bill. We think of this as a bill somewhat. I'm going to be practical here. But I have to kind of say, God, forgive me, because yesterday, you know, we were hurrying between soccer and had to go to the grocery store. And I said, Bruce, let's just eat a, let's just eat out, you know, which we're blessed. We can do that. You know, our kids are raised. But 
We stopped at Burger King, and I'm not down playing Burger King at all, but we ordered our menu, order meal, $18 for two people to eat burgers and fries and a drink. And, and we sat there and we said, this doesn't even taste good. And I said, $18 and it didn't even taste good, you know. And I think what $18 would do in the life of one of these children what $18 would sow into eternity. And, and I'm not condemning or shaming anyone. We all, God wants us to enjoy our life. He does. But he wants us to think of others. And when Rachel was little, we sponsored a child. It was a little girl, and she was from Ethiopia. And I'm going to cry because we never know the seeds that we sow. <clears throat> and we did that for a season that we could. And now I think about how when Rachel and Jeremy chose to adopt, they prayed about where they did, were to adopt, and we didn't say a word about it, not a word. And I honestly didn't remember it. And Rachel and Jeremy's little girl, girl Amara, is from Ethiopia. <clears throat> and so it was several years later, I think a couple of years ago, I got out an old journal that I'd written in, and I was remarking about us sponsoring this little girl. And this was like way back in the 80s. She was little. And I thought, you know, the, sows we, the seeds we sow, we don't know where they're going to spring up. And I feel like God used that for our baby girl, our Amara, <clears throat> you know, our almost seven. <laughs> but to come from the country that we sponsored a child from, so you just never know. I'm just saying that we have to look at things. Yes, we have to be practical about our money and our finances, but $38 a month. Um, for me, I, I go every day and I go get a, a Diet Mountain Dew. Don't mind a bit going to spend a dollar, dollar twenty-five. That's my down, my relaxation. I go and I'll get out of that, whatever. But I'm just saying it all adds up. And I'm not saying God's telling me to give it up, but I'm saying that I could be a lot wiser about finances because thirty-eight dollars in the life of a child, when we're talking about providing shelter for them, providing help that their mothers and their usually it's single parents can keep that child in their home. They can raise their own child compared to our Amara, whose mother had to give her up for adoption because the father died and she had no resources to support her any other way. And for the love of her daughter, she gave her and adopted her out because she knew she that was the only way she could do it. So I think we're called, I think as a church, we're called to the orphans and to the fatherless the church in general is. But if you can't adopt physically, this is a perfect way to bring someone into your heart and someone into your life. And it will bless you so much. I mean, we went to the table last year and we adopted a teenager because we thought they're probably the ones that aren't the cutest. Because, <laughs> you know, everyone loves the little tiny children. But I'm encouraging you that are the older adults like we are in the category, challenging you to pray. That's okay. We've raised our children. We're on our second generation, our grandkids, and we're enjoying every minute of it. But I know what it's like to raise ch teenagers, and I just thought, why not look to those that are a little older that we could pray over, that we could sow into him, that he'll be raised up. He's 16, that he can come out of that cycle and provide training for him, provide a new life for him. So I'm just encouraging you all to pray, and I mean Deep down, pray, ask God, what are we to do? 
what do you want us to do, Lord? What What is your call upon us? Because I think, like Rachel said, we're all called to help bring others out and to bring others out of poverty. And we say Newcastle, but we are to be world impactors too, not just our city, but the world. Amen. Well, the Lord gives... He has made us for good works. So in the heart of each of us, he has placed good works. The Lord himself was moved by compassion by the Holy Spirit that abides in him. And he was obedient. And we're to be obedient. So I encourage you, as the, heart, as the Holy Spirit moves upon your heart to perform those good works that he has placed there, if this is one of them, be obedient. Be obedient. Because the rewards are endless. You cannot give God. This is not a sacrifice financially because you can't outgive God. What you sow into the Lord, He's going to give back. Pressed down, shaken, good measure, running over. So it's not going to cost you anything. It's, it's, you're going to, it's your opportunity to meet the Lord, to connect, as Rachel mentioned earlier. How can we connect with God? Be obedient. Be obedient. Help others. For what we do to the least of these, we do unto the Lord. What a better way to connect. So this has been really neat. Our uh, our guy, I call him, was named Cedric uh, from Rwanda. So uh, we blessed him with Christmas uh, present, some money, extra money besides what we normally give. He bought a goat. So now he's got something to work with. It's not a handout. It's a hand up for a young man that has something to work with. Now, he can, he can raise more goats. He's got milk. He can barter. He can sell. He can do something in an area where they have nothing, nothing to work with. So, yeah, it's an opportunity. It's, it's really neat. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to be obedient. As you're moved with compassion, be obedient. What better way? Amen. Thank you. Did anybody else have anything they wanted to share? Because I know that there are people that um, that sponsor children besides just my family. But <laughs> okay, well, I wanted to share a little bit about my sponsored child. Um, her name is Lydia, and uh, um, most of you guys know my husband and I traveled to Ethiopia um, in 2009 to get our daughter Amara, and so it was really through that experience and seeing poverty firsthand um, that. God downloaded this within me that I wanted to also sponsor a child, and I wanted to pick a child that was a similar age as Amara um, and from the same area that Amara was from so that that would give her a connection as she grows up, Um, and she really loves it. This was Lydia when we um, first adopted her or sponsored her. It's not adopted, sponsor her. Um, This is her most recent picture that they've sent me, and um, man, when I got that picture, I was really pumped up because she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Um, Last year when I did Compassion Sunday, after that, God really um, asked me to become more disciplined um, with my letter writing to Lydia um, because, you know, I could see the the milestones of development that my daughter was going through, and I knew that my daughter would know if someone was sending her letters And although I had been sending letters, I was not consistent in any routine fashion. So um, God asked me to do that. And I'm not saying it was, you know, always perfect, but I I got on more of a routine with it consistently. 
at least weekly or at least every two weeks. And Compassion does make it very simple on your phone. You, you've got an app that you can whip out a letter in just a few minutes, download pictures. So thank goodness for technology. Um, but, you know, I really, when I first started that, I really felt it was for Lydia. Um, but really it was for me. Um, through the letter writing process, God has downloaded in me a love for her. Um, of course, you know, you have that compassion and that kind of general love. But I mean, he's downloaded a love for that girl. A love that is like my own child kind of love. A love that only God could give me, really. Um, I've never touched her. I've never held her hand. I've never heard her voice. I shouldn't love her the way I love her. I shouldn't. I've never interacted with her, but I love her that much. And it's because God has done that within me. And that has helped my connection with God grow because, gosh, if I can love this little girl that much, then how much does God love me? Um, So it's been, it's just been awesome this last year. And so I'm really excited that I got to share um, compassion with you guys. And, you know, like my dad said, if, if, you're, if you're feeling that, then I just hope that you're, you're willing to become a sponsor or, or pray about it. You know, just because you don't decide today doesn't mean that you can't do it another day. I know for me, um, it took a while to finally, you know, get to that sponsorship. Um, um, we also have a child here through our church that we sponsor. Is that right? Yes. Um, and I don't know who writes her. I, I don't. I don't know that much information. But if you're interested in maybe getting engaged with the child that we sponsor as a church, um, please let me or Eric know, and we will try to make that happen. Um, also, you know, we talked about there's times you can give a special gifts. So maybe you can't sponsor a child consistently every month. Maybe you'd be willing to to give some money to the church so we can bless them with a special gift, possibly. So there's lots of ways that you can you can help. Thank you. I'm going to pray for you. Let's pray for her. One of the things I want to encourage you, you guys don't see a lot what she does, but she she is giving of herself in fireflies in the back, and Rachel just has a major gifting and calling on her life. Do you guys know that? Father, I thank you for Rachel. I thank you, God. You've taken this young woman who was quiet by nature, and you're making her a firestorm. (laughs) You're making her a mouthpiece for the injustice and for those in poverty. And, Father, I thank you for Rachel. Father, we bless her, and I just ask, God, that you continue to make her a mouthpiece here and in other places for what breaks your heart. Lord, thank you for Rachel. Lord, we bless her, and we just thank you, Father, for her sharing the compassion that's in her heart for children. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Thank you, Rachel. As um, I I felt even convicted as she was sharing, um, last night, Joel and I, we were sitting on the sofa, and uh, there was this, I'll say, where is he? He's hiding back there, but, you know, we had just experienced Abe's open house, and people graciously had came through, and and um, we were feeding people, and uh, Joel and I were talking last night, you know, as people got plate after plate, and we have abundance here in America. What was breaking Joel's heart was, Dad, the kids, 
in Jamaica, the kids in Russia, the kids in, I mean, here we're stuffing our faces. <laughs> and he was almost angry. And, I, and I see, he goes, Dad, I shouldn't be this angry. And I said, well, you shouldn't be that angry from a standpoint of being angry at people that you see being selfish in America. But, you know, to be honest with you, we're very selfish in America. Can I? And I'm not here to make you feel guilty, but I do pray that you allow the Spirit of God to tenderize your heart because we fill our faces and we pork out this afternoon or we'll hit the nacho bar today. But I'm telling you, there are children desperately in need. And I do believe that God is trying to change my own heart and your heart because we live in such a world where we're consumed with self that we don't look at the the others that are in need. Is that true? And so today, Compassion Sunday, our goal today in Compassion Sunday is to bring awareness to missions, to bring awareness to adoption, to bring awareness to how many children there are. And this church has a ministry to children, not just here and not just in Newcastle, but we really need to be affecting children in other nations. Can I have an amen on that? And so I just pray, if the Lord's doing something in your heart and there's been something stirred in you, uh, I really encourage you to go to the Compassion Table. One of the things that Casting Crowns did at their concert that we went to, they even encouraged to maybe get a child who has a date of birth of your child to where when you celebrate a birthday, it's the same birthday as a child for compassion so that you're making this child a part of your family, not just sending a check. Does that, does that make sense? And so go out and look at the, the, the table today before you leave and just ask the Lord to, to deal with your heart if he's wanting you to be a sponsor today. Or, like she said, if you just want to sow financially towards it where you can't do 38 a month, but you could sow towards it, we, you can always put on the check on the offering compassion and we will make sure that the children get that. So, okay, sound good? Everybody stand with me. Amen. Well, Rachel, everybody's going to love you. You got them out of here at 5 till 12. We're going to beat the Baptists to the buffet line. No. Remember, we have a dinner right afterwards, but let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. And, Lord, I pray that you would just kind of begin to knock the hammer of the hardness of our heart and begin to do a work in us and softening us, softening our hearts, and, Lord, breaking our hearts for what breaks yours. Lord, we want to manifest your kingdom, the kingdom of love. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that today. Lord, thank you for Rachel. Lord, thank you for your presence. And, Lord, would you just bless your people as we leave today. May you, God, God, give us a heart for others. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, go and be blessed. Have a great day. Love on on somebody and encourage somebody.